What is happening, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fresh Hope for a Better You podcast. I'm your host, Oliver Goulet, and I'm here to bring you some fresh hope for your day. As always, I just like saying thank you, guys. I'm truly grateful that you guys take the time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. And you guys have been absolutely loving the people I've been bringing on the show. So I just want to say thank you. And thank you to those people that have taken the time out of their day to share their stories with me and hopes to inspire you guys. The reason I am doing that uh, is because I want to show you guys that it's not just me that made a crazy transformation and is trying to achieve something in life. There's so many people out there and they're no different than you. You are no different than I. We are able to achieve whatever we truly want out of life as long as you continue to try and you want to do better and you take actionable steps on a consistent basis to move that needle forward into the direction that you want your life to go. We are all given opportunities every single day. Something my principal used to say every single day over the intercom when he was doing morning announcements is, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. And during that time when I was a kid in middle school, I really like was like, ha, we used to make fun of him, like Mr. White, like ha, asshole. Like he was kind of a dick at the time, but ultimately he wanted what was best for us. And he understands that, you know, you have the power to dictate how your day goes. You have control over what you do every single day and how that day is going to go. Yes, there's going to be shit thrown at you randomly throughout life, but that is life. You know, life isn't going to always be planned out. You can have a plan, but it's going to throw adversity. It's going to throw obstacles at you. Depending on what type of life you want, you can choose your heart. The reason I do hard shit is because that way, when life throws a lot of hard shit at me, it is a lot easier to handle and it doesn't seem so hard. And the fact that most people, you know, seek seek comfort. Most people want, you know, to be comfortable all the time. Trust me, I want to be comfortable all the time. That'd be great. But guess what? Growth doesn't happen in your comfort zone. You guys have always heard me talk about this. You guys know I'm really about that with my coaching and every other area of my life. I'm always about seeking, you know, struggles. And, you know, that is the only way that you're truly going to see growth within yourself and your life. You know, take, for example, you know, four years ago when I was, you know, in between starting my self-development journey and really like diving full blown into it. I had the opportunity and the choice, you know, I could go hang out with my friends. I could go, you know, hang around, quote unquote, my friends. Now I realize, you know, they were just people that like spending time with me that clung on to me that ultimately pulled me back from what I was truly meant to do. Now, looking back, I had the opportunity a long, long time ago to make that decision. The Lord told me many, many times with signs showing me that, you know, you can choose this route or you can choose that route. And ultimately, I continue to choose the wrong route, and I'd be a lot further ahead in my life right now if I would have followed his path to begin with. And as you guys have listened to the last show with Jesse, uh, he is a huge believer, and he has helped me out a tremendous amount with really bringing back my faith and uh, like touching into my spirituality, which was one of my goals this year that I've been crushing most of my goals. There's a couple goals that I haven't really crossed off the list, but they weren't necessarily goals, and I didn't really think those through. You're always going to have those, but as long as you continue to knock goal after goal after goal down, that's all that really matters. But going back to Jesse, like he's really helped me instill faith into my life. And now I used to be one that, you know, I'd say prayers when I was hurting or I needed something, but now I pray every single day. 
And I my you know my prayers have changed tr- tremendously over the last two months of how I talk to God and realizing that you know you don't just need to talk to God just when you want something. Just having conversations with Him on a daily basis is truly what's going to help you know carry that faith into unknown territory, into that uncomfortable zone where you're trying to become better. Trust me, I'm going through a lot right now in my life. Currently, I'm having to come up with money to fix Lila's ACL. She tore her ACL. That's not a cheap surgery. And I'm all in on my cannabis company. It's draining all my funds. It has been for over a year now. And it's just like we're getting to that final steps. And I have all these things coming at me in life. And it's like, yeah, I could, you know, crumble and just play the victim card and be like, why me? Why me? Why me? But that doesn't do anything. And something I really want to touch in today is about a book I had just recently read, and it's called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. If you haven't read that, you need to buy that book. I promise you it is well worth it. I mean, if you want to message me, I will send you a copy of it if you promise to read it because that book will change your life. It'll change your perspective. It'll give you better ideas on, you know, what life is truly about And it's just been incredible to me just to see that that book was written in the 1930s. Napoleon Hill's wife didn't want to release it because of the turmoil it was going to cause in the world because it's so freaking true. And it just goes really in depth with Napoleon Hill having a conversation with the devil. And from the conversation, it makes me really believe that he truthfully had a conversation with the devil and he got the devil to give up all of his like secrets on how he controls the world. And you guys have always heard me talk about you know your environments, everything. And that is a huge topic that is talked about in this book. And how your environment and who you associate will dictate who you become. I can't express that enough. If you are looking to become a better version of yourself, you need to start hanging out with better people. If you want to become wealthier, you need to hang around with people that are actually doing good in business or life and financials. If you want to have a better relationship, you need to hang out with people that are in relationships. Like if you have a good, if you're in a relationship and you're hanging around a bunch of single people, you're probably going to become single. That's just the truth of the matter. You are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And Napoleon Hill really touches on that in Think and Grow Rich, which is another phenomenal book. Those are those two books are in my top five, hands down. Outwitting the Devil is tied for number one with uh, The Alchemist, and there's just so much information information in this book that's so applicable today to your life. And it talks about how the devil truthfully lives inside of us, and he navigates and controls us through our, our minds. And the six main fears that the devil puts inside of us are the fear of a loss of a loved one, fear of poverty, fear of criticism, fear of ill health, fear of old age, and fear of death. But I promise you, you're going to lose loved ones throughout life. So you need to just take that that fear out of your mind, and that'll just save you a ton of anxiety, stress, depression, all that stuff, because you're going to lose loved people, people you love throughout this you know, course we call life. And the fear of poverty, how do you solve that? You think of abundance, because there's so much freaking money out there. If you start thinking about how much money there is and just feeling that you know there isn't a lack of it, You'll start to come up with ideas how to make money. You'll be able to monetize your passions. You'll be able to do things that you never thought you could do before. Like, for example, when I told my mother about, you know, Lila needing surgery and it going to cost roughly $6,500 to $7,500, she was like, you're crazy. Like, I, like, there's no way I'd pay that for a dog. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, 
Yeah, that's because you have a poverty mindset. Like, yes, it's a lot of money to pay for a dog, but that's also my best fucking friend, and she's two and a half years old. I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that she's going to be able to live a quality life. And that is all money aside. You know, when I made the commitment to raise this dog, I committed that I will do everything in my power to make sure she's all right, no matter what. Even though it was inevitable, the injury happened, and now I'm going to do whatever it takes to fix it. So just having that poverty mindset, and I'm not going to lie, for a couple weeks, it's been going on for about a month. For a couple weeks, I was really thinking about, you know, am I going to have to put down my dog? And then it just clicked with me, and it's like, dude, either make up your fucking mind or don't. Like, the longer you dwell on decisions, the more likely you are going to fall behind. And that is something Alex Hermosi talks about a lot is the faster you're able to make decisions and move forward, the faster you can move forward with your life. You know, you're going to make mistakes. That is inevitable. You're going to fail. You're going to fuck up. You're going to do all these things that aren't going to help you move forward sometimes. But the quicker you make the decisions to move forward is better. But you also have to critically think about, you know, the decisions. And I, trust me, I weighed my options. It's like, okay, $6,500 could be used in my business. It could be used in this area. It could be used on a vacation. Or I can pay for my dog's health and I can get my running partner back. I can get my walking partner back. I can bring my some a piece of my happiness back to my life because she hasn't been able to walk or rock or run with me for the past month and it's been killing me. So that is well worth it on that investment for me. I'll figure out a way to pay for it. Simple, hands down. And then the other one is fear of criticism. You are going to be criticized. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do with your life. When everyone was telling me to go to Hope College, everyone still criticized me for going to Hope College. When I decided to be an entrepreneur, I was still criticized by all my family and friends. Why are you, why are you doing that? Why not just you know go get, a good, go get a real job? Go do this. Go do that. You're going to be criticized forever. And the fact, like, you know, people are still big. Oh, you think you're a social media influencer. You, you know, you post all the time. And it's like, no, I'm not an influencer. I try to impact people's lives in a positive way. And we need more people like myself. So the fact that you're hating on me just shows that, you know, your, your mind isn't quite where mine is. I'm here to try providing as much value as I possibly can to the world. And so many people discredit that. And it is what it is. I don't give a fuck. Haters going to hate if you, the saying is you're not doing it right if you don't have haters. And that is so true. So you can't really care about the criticisms you have. And this is something I'm talking like a lot with my girlfriend. Like right now she's going through a part where her parents are always criticizing her for what she's doing, her plans and stuff. And I, I flat out have to tell her like, you don't need to fucking listen to them. This is your life. It does not matter. You're not a child anymore. And she she's 100% on board. She agrees. And it's just like that hard medium, like trying to figure out, you know, the direction you're going with your life and just having to say, you know, guess what? If you want to be a part of my life, this is how it's going to be. The same boundaries I've had to set up with my family, she's having to do now. So it's just like you're going to have criticism no matter what you do with your life. And I really want to emphasize that it's your life. Really think about it. It is your life. If you have been listening to all the out external influences and they haven't been positive ones, you aren't living your life. You're living someone else's life and that's going to make you unhappy because I've been there. I've done that. I've tried living other people's lives and that just sucks. I fucking hated myself every day. I couldn't even look myself in the mirror. I was living someone else's life and I wasn't pursuing what I wanted because the fear of criticism was inside me. And that's the devil. All of these things I'm referring to, that is the devil. The devil lives inside of you. It's that bitch voice inside of you that tells you, you know, take it easy, don't do this, or, you know, why do you think this? And it's just 
all of these things that the devil lives inside of us is very emphasized in this book. And it just like, it helped me reshape my mind around it. Like before I was just like, oh, that's just, you know, the bitch voice, but that's literally the devil. When people say, think about the devil, they think about the man underground. Like that's where you go after you die. The devil's already inside of you. It's your job to overcome that and not allow him to take control of your life. And he talks more about, um, what it is of the habit of drifting. And I'm going to dive deep into that in a second. But the other two are the fear of old age and the fear of death. Guess what? Everyone's going to get old. Everyone's going to die. You take those out of here and guess what? That's less stress and anxiety. It is inevitable. Death and becoming old are inevitable. So which is why you have to take action today. Otherwise, you know, time will run out eventually. So you need to act with a sense of urgency on your goals, on what you want to achieve with your life, not someone else's what you want to achieve out of your life. So those are the six fears that they talk about. And then it talks about how God controls the positive forces in the world. The negative controls or the devil controls the negative. God controls the positive, the positive force in the world, such as love, faith uh, and optimism. Like those are things that you need to like develop the mindset around is, you know, trying to be always positive. Like you, everyone knows the negative Nancy's. Those are no fun to be by. Guess what? Try to be more positive and you'll start attracting more positive people. Like I, I don't remember the last time I've really attracted a negative person into my life because truthfully they see, you know, me having my head held high, me talking positive, me doing these things. I don't draw those people in because they're so caught up in drifting and with the devil inside of them that they, they're just stuck. And that is what I hope, like, you know, you guys sharing the show and stuff is going to help other people that might be caught in the habit of drifting. And the habit of drifting is when the devil enters the mind of people through thoughts, which they believe that are their own. But those thoughts that, you know, don't have your best interest in you aren't your own thoughts. Those are the devil's thoughts. Those are fear, superstition, greed, lust, revenge, anger, vanity, and just plain laziness. Those are the devil's thoughts that is put in you. By nature, those thoughts don't exist, but the devil puts those inside of your head and that makes you really believe that they're true because they're coming from your own head, but they're really not. And once you start to realize this and create awareness around these things, it's truthfully when you're going to make the biggest difference in changing your life. The more you can push the devil out of your mind and bring God in or whatever you may believe in, whatever you can do to bring positive thoughts into your brain is what's going to change your life. Because I can't tell you how many times people are like, Oliver, like, I love to see what you're doing. I love to see how you're, you know, changing your thought process compared to like what you used to be. And the fact that like the people that I used to know me, they see the big difference in that. It's no bullshit. I'm not hiding behind anything. I'm not faking this. Dude, you know how hard it'd be to put on this fake fucking persona every day? It'd be exhausting. I couldn't do it, nor do I want to do that because I'm me. I'm Oliver Scott Goulet, and I'm here to do what I need to do at the end of the day to make sure that I'm happy, my family's happy, and that's it. And I got to be myself in order for me to be happy. And this book just really opened my eyes to so many things. And then I want to dive into, you know, what drifters really are. And like drifters are basically when people are lazy, plus indifference, plus procrastination equals drifting. You know, when people are physically ill, it is contagious to the people around them. 
Same with poverty. That is so powerful because it's all dictated by your environment. You know, if you are a unfit person, you start hanging out with fit and healthy people, you will become fit and healthy. If you are a broke person, you start hanging around people that are making money. You're going to probably start making money. I Actually, it's not probably. I guarantee fucking it. It is just how the universe works. And then it describes what drifters are. And a drifter lacks purpose in life. They lack confidence. They don't accomplish anything requiring thought or effort. Drifters spend all they earn and more too if they can even get credit. Drifters will be sick and suffering in physical health. Little or no imagination. Lacks enthusiasm. Lacks taking initiative. Ill-tempered and lacking control over emotions. Jack of all trades but good at none. Doesn't cooperate with those around him. Narrow-minded, etc. There's so much like all of these vices and all these things that, you know, most people look at as negative things. That's what drifting is. And once you become a drifter, it's a lot harder to overcome it. And if you just start eliminating these things, doing things that build confidence, finding purpose in life, you know, putting a little thought and effort into everything you do, doing things with intention is truthfully how you're going to not become a drifter. You know, once you start doing all these things, you're going to start being more enthusiastic. You're going to start taking initiative on things. You're going to open your mind to new things. You know, you're going to cooperate with other people around you. You're not just going to be a jack of all trades and you're going to be good at something. Like you can be good at a lot of things, but you can be really good at some other things. You know, and then a lot of things that I've noticed with people over the years is, you know, when someone can't control their emotions, um, I can give credit to practicing stoicism because it's about the power of self-control and the power of self-control includes in controlling your emotions. I used to be a hothead. I used to want to get in fights. I used to talk shit and just, you know, be super heated when someone would piss me off. I'd just be absolutely pissed. I'd let it ruin my whole day. But then I decided that, you know, if I can control my emotions, I can make that little problem or that something that someone said just affect me bare minimally. And for me to be able to, you know, still have a great day does not matter. And that just comes with, you know, not giving a fuck about what other people think. At the end of the day, that was like one of the best things I've ever done is just stop caring what other people, you know, thought about me. You either love me or you hate me. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, yes, I want to help more people and stuff like that. But like, I'm going to draw in people that resonate with me that, you know, they share the same core values. They say, share similar thoughts. They share similar goals, similar drives. Like you attract what you are at the end of the day. If you're not happy with either, you know, your friendships or your relationship, you know, you got to look in the mirror. Are you someone that, you know, the 10 out of 10 girl wants to be with? If not, well, guess what? You're not going to draw that in. And chances are very, very slim. There's few exceptions, but chances are it's not going to happen. And what you need to do is work on yourself. I keep hearing stories all the time about people, you know, they get out of relationships, they're immediately on Bumble, they're on freaking Tinder, all these dating apps trying to find the next relationship. But they don't take the time to, you know, take a step back and, you know, reflect. Take a bird's eye view of their life. Why didn't their relationship work out to begin with? Why are they unhappy with the partner that they attracted and were in a relationship with? Huh. Most people don't take the time out to do it, which is why they rinse and repeat and go relationship to relationship to relationship. I took a four-year break from a real relationship before I got with my girlfriend, Brisbane. And 
during those four years, it was, all right, Oliver, time to fix your physical health. Okay, my physical health is, you know, getting worked on. Guess what came with that? My mental health. Oh, guess what came with that? My emotional health. Oh, guess what came with that? My financial health. Oh, guess what? I'm a new man. And guess what I drew in? A new type of woman. Because when I was still going out on dates, I still went out on a lot of dates. Don't get me wrong. There's no doubt about that. I went out on a lot of dates. And all the girls just seemed to have a lot of similarities because, you know, they may have been getting better in looks, but it just didn't quite click because they weren't on the same path as me. They weren't trying to become the best version of themselves. They were what the devil calls drifters. That is flat out it. I'll just say it. They were drifters. They're just drifting through life, you know, going through the motions, not taking, you know, action on what they truly want. They were listening to too many external influences, allowing that part to dictate their life. And so many people don't ever come to realize that, you know, there's so many people that are born, they become a drifter and then they die a drifter without actually achieving anything worthwhile in life. And I can't imagine how many people did that. That could have changed the entire world. It baffles me. It makes me sad, which is why I try doing what I do and do and try to inspire you guys to become better human beings. So now I want to dive into what the devil describes as his best bribes. So the number one thing is love. We've all been there. We've all had our hearts broken. Well, at least I have many times, but <laughs> that's just because, uh, you know, that's part of life, getting your heart crushed. Um, but it is what it is. And, you know, I've broken hearts before to myself. So just how it goes. But that's one of his best bribes. The other one is the thirst for sex and, you know, you know, sexual desires. I know when I was addicted to porn and, you know, when I had a girlfriend and back in the day, like I was really into sex. Yes, that is like, you know, it's a desire. But that is where the power of self-control comes in because you can't just sit around fucking all day. Like that's just not how it works. That's not how you should live your life. You know, just being able to control that. Yes, I think you should have sex every day. But I don't think you should be masturbating watching porn every day because that shit rots your fucking brains. And also it makes... No, sex not enjoyable. So, you know, if you're someone that has to sit there and watch porn every day, jack off, like, man, become a better version of yourself. Fuck, dude. There's a lot better shit than, you know, watching porn. Sex, like, real sex is great. Like, dude, there's nothing that beats it. Like, you know, the fact that you would rather sit in your room and fap off instead of actually, you know, go put in the work to become something great that's going to draw in that partner that's willing to have sex with you, like... Yeah, dude. I mean, it's 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 another thing that I want to dive into right now. Actually, fuck that. I'm gonna go into this. Men are suffering because ultimately, like the way it talks about in the book, like the drifters, like men are just you know drifting off. They'd rather just sit there and masturbate, watch porn. They'd rather sit there play video games. They'd rather do all of these things instead of actually putting in the work. Like, you know, it is hard. Trust me, it would be way easier me to sit on my couch watching tv all day playing video games eating shit food not working out and masturbating than it was for me to go to the gym lose 80 pounds you know start working on my discipline and start building all these habits and stuff to become the person i am today then it would have been for me to just sit on my ass and allow it to happen it would have been way easier but it's not as rewarding and that's what life's about. It's about achievement. Life is about winning. I don't care what anyone says. It's about winning. And if you are one of those males that 
you know, you still watch porn or, you know, you still binge out on food or you do all of these things that are not benefiting you. That is how the devil bribes you to, you know, drift off into becoming a not a good person. We'll just leave that not becoming the best version of yourself. Another thing that he talks about is the desire for intoxicants or narcotics. I was guilty of this. The devil got me. Like, hands down, he had me in his ropes for years on these. And it fucking almost killed me. And I'm still here today because I had one more shot. I was given one more chance to escape that path because I could have know easily gotten some cocaine laced with fentanyl and i could not be here talking to you guys today but i'm super grateful that i was able to experience that when i did because now i'm able to share my story and help more people with how i'm able to articulate my perspectives on life in general because i've been on you know one end of the spectrum all the way like i'm getting to the other end of the spectrum and the fact that most people you know, they may not have had a, like a terrible drug addiction like myself, but you know, most people are addicted to the TV. They are addicted to porn. They are addicted to vaping. They are addicted to alcohol and all these other vices. And one thing I've noticed, like the more I start to remove the vices out of my life is ultimately how you become that better version of yourself. It's that next step to moving towards your goals, towards the life you want, towards the person you're supposed to be. And so many people don't, don't let this be you. So many people go through life allowing these things to control you. And you really got to think about, are you in control or are your vices controlling your life, which are, you know, bribes from the devil. And that's something that's really opened my eyes about in this book is just like, you know, I thought these are just things that were addicting and that people like to do. But ultimately, like after tapping more into my faith, I realized that this is how the devil works and how he is, you know, here on earth. He's inside of our minds. He's telling us all these wrong things to do. And he's trying to keep us away from doing the right things that we need to do in order to, you know, achieve greatness. You know, be a servant leader of God, helping other people, showing what we're capable of. And it just, it's eye-opening to say the least. And there's so many people that just struggle with this. And that's why I like talk about it so much. And there is a lot more to this book, but I want to keep it like pretty short with that stuff because that's just a, you know, just dabbling in the waters. There's a whole river and ocean of, you know, eye opening stuff in this book, actionable steps on how to overcome these things. And ultimately I'm going to leave it there because you got to take action yourself. This book will be way more beneficial if you take the time out of your day, you know, to read and develop it and write and think about it, sit there and reflect on it because that's something with I've learned to do with books over time is, you know, I just don't race to try finishing. I'm not just, you know, checking the box. I'm doing it with intention. I did this book like clearly out of intention to take as much as I possibly can from it and, you know, realize things about myself. And I think that's going to be the most beneficial for all of you is to just buy this book. Trust me, I, I'm selling you on it because it sold me on, you know, a lot of things in my life that helped me a tremendous and just realizing a lot of things. And some of these books, like the self-development books, they're a lot of, you know, repetitive stuff, but 
a lot of it is pulled from Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich and Outwitting the Devil. Like so many self-development books are just little snippets of these books that are pulled out, extracted, and then expanded with someone else's perspective. Their like their spin on it is what I'm trying to get at. Is you know, if you just read those two books and just you know really apply what is in there to your life, your life will change. It changed mine, it's changed hundreds of thousands of other people's lives. If you talk to any entrepreneur, anyone successful, anyone that is in a good state of mind, working well, enjoys life, and actually enjoys it, they've most likely read Think and Grow Rich and Outwitting the Devil. Super great book. I can't express that enough. Um, but ultimately, like, there's so much hurt in this world. And I want people to really realize, like, even with all the shit going on in the world, including, like, natural disasters, a corrupt-ass government, military conflicts, human devastation from hunger and disease, harmony within the world is still attainable. Even in the face of horrible conditions of our time, we might not be able to control the harmony of the entire world, but we can create harmony in our own home and our own lives by just taking action and trying to become better, building healthier habits, doing what we know needs to be done in order to move the needle forward. And that is what's going to really bring you purpose and happiness in your life. So making sure you guys are doing that. That's why I do this show. I want to inspire you to become better because ultimately that is my obligation here on earth is to help other people. And that is what I hope today's show did for you guys. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in once again and uh, make sure you guys tune in for Thursday's episode. Uh, the interviewers, not one you're going to want to miss. And I just want to say thank you as always. If you guys have any questions or concerns, do not hesitate to reach out to me via Instagram, you know, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok even, or just email me directly. I, if you want, I will get on a phone call with you and I will talk about your problems and I will give you actionable steps on how to overcome it. I'm a coach for a reason. I love to help people and I love to see people change their lives. So do not hesitate to reach out. And if you find this show you know, useful and there's good things that you take from the show. I don't run ads. I don't run any of that stuff. So all I ask that you share with a friend, you know, you could be the missing link to helping that person change their life. And I hope that can help you guys today. That's all we got for you guys today. I want to leave you with my uh, best regards as always. Always remember there's a fresh hope for a better you. I love you.